Welcome back to episode 76 of the FPL Draft Hub podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead to the final game week. Welcome back to the FPL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FPL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for the final game week preview of the 21-22 season. Looking ahead to game week 38 um, and what a season it's been, what a week it's been. Um, we've seen uh, Everton finally secure their Premier League safety to remain one of the ever-presents in the league. Um, and meanwhile, for the first time, I can remember for a very long time, pretty much every question that the Premier League table seeks to answer uh, at the beginning, such as who will be crowned champions, who's going to end up in the Champions League, who's going to end up in the Europa League, who's going to end up in the Europa Conference League, who will finish top half, who will finish bottom half, and who will unfortunately be relegated to the championship. All of this yet to be decided, um, which makes for a really interesting Game Week 38 round of fixtures, particularly with the madness of all of them kicking off at the same time. But having said that, I think for the first time in a while, we could see one of the more sensible um, list of results come Sunday evening. The only games this weekend with pretty much nothing on the line are Chelsea against Watford and Leicester against Southampton. So they could be the two to look at um, when it comes to a bit of a rogue result. But looking down the list, pretty much everyone else has something to play for, um, or at least one of the teams does in the respective uh, matchups. Now, last week in particular, and maybe even the week before that, um, you'd have seen players dropping lots of uh, big names in the waiver pile, depending on fixtures, just given that games were running out and they needed to make moves. So there could be some interesting options to to get this week in your waiver pile. And it is just a one week punt. The main thing you need to be aware of this week um, is getting a fully fledged 11 players. Um, you don't want to end up with uh, noughts on the board in the final week, um, particularly if you're still fighting for stuff in your respective leagues. Uh, And thankfully, given the fact that so many of these games do have things on the line, we should be able to predict that they will start their strongest 11, unlike sometimes on the final day uh, when guys who haven't really had much of a chance get a game. So without further ado, let's have a look at the final game week and I'm just going to go through these game by game. So... Let's go alphabetically as they're listed uh, where we can see the fixtures, starting with Arsenal against Everton. So obviously I mentioned already that Everton managed to secure their Premier League safety with that massive comeback win against Crystal Palace in midweek. Massive, massive feel-good factor at uh, Goodison Park versus a Arsenal team who will be feeling very, very low at the moment, but with still very much something to play for. Um, albeit the odds are stacked against them, but they still need to do their job and get three points. There were some poor showings by Arsenal in the last couple of games, but I still think their team um, should be reasonably predictable. And I think it's going to be pretty hard to not see them scoring at least one against Everton on Sunday. So there are attackers in Saka, uh, Martinelli, Enketia, Smith-Rowe, Odegaard. I think all of them are decent options this week. Whether the result turns turns out Arsenal's way, I'm not sure. But as I said, I still think they're pretty reasonable to get on the score sheet. And uh, 
I probably wouldn't be backing any of the Arsenal defenders. Just because Everton now, without any of the stress, got the feel-good factor back. They can go out and enjoy themselves on that final game. And given that they've been shackled by this looming threat of relegation for many months now, um, it might be what they need to give their fans a pretty good performance to round things off. Next is Brentford against Leeds. Now, Leeds obviously have... uh, just continue to to go into free fall. The results have not managed to come for them and they're facing a Brentford team who've had a pretty impressive second half of the season. Um, Similar to the game we were just talking about, I would very much be backing the Brentford attackers if they're available. Um, The likes of Ivan Toney, uh, Mbumo, Visser, Eriksen. I think all of those would be reasonable shouts this week. Leeds are one of the worst defences in the league and that's pretty much evident by their goal difference, which could very much be the thing that sends them down. In terms of Leeds, I I couldn't really advocate for any of their players. They're missing a lot of big names and the ones that are left just don't really excite me. Um, I think Rafinha is a pretty decent shout, but he's unlikely to be available in your waiver piles. Um, So otherwise, I'd probably steer clear. Next, we've got Brighton against West Ham. Now, West Ham need uh, need results to go their way if they're going to leapfrog Man United, but they're they're still um, they'd still consider themselves in with a shout there. Man United themselves don't have an easy fixture away to Crystal Palace. Brighton again have been sort of finishing the season reasonably strongly, sitting just in the top half in tenth place, which. Um, I think if it stayed that way, it would be a really amazing season for them. I said many weeks ago, probably around game week 33 or 34, that I was pretty much done with Brighton players. And, and then they proceeded to to pull out some decent results. Um, this is another chance for them to get a decent result. And if they were to finish with a win, um, they could finish as high as eighth, depending on the other results. So West Ham will face uh, a tough game. I don't know if it's just the form of the two clubs or the fact that it is game week 38, but again, I find it hard to see a clean sheet in this match. You can see both teams getting on the score sheet. I recommended Danny Welbeck last week and I probably would again for this game. I think he will start again um, for West Ham. Their attacking line is pretty much all the usual suspects and the main ones that you might want probably won't be available. If um, I did have to pull a defender out of this fixture, Um, It probably would be in the blue and white of Brighton um, over West Ham. Next is Burnley against Newcastle. Burnley, the other team uh, against Leeds for that final relegation spot. Burnley obviously slightly in the more comfortable position at the moment, sitting just outside. Level on points, but with a far superior goal difference to Leeds. So if they both lost on Sunday, then Burnley would stay up. Now, I think there probably is a pretty standout candidate from from this match um, judging on the last game that's Callum Wilson for Newcastle who I'm sure has uh, remained in a few wave piles out there I think he remained in in hours up until last week and he put out one of the best performances uh, I've seen all season not just from a Newcastle player but um, just generally I thought he was pretty unplayable everything he did was was fantastic the ball stuck to him uh, the whole you know the hold up play was amazing but I think if he was available I would 100% pick him up I think he is pretty set to start again I don't think Chris Wood was even on the bench um, last week and I think um, I'm not sure Burnley would be able to cope with the irony of uh, Wood scoring to, uh, to potentially relegate them on the final day 
Burnley obviously have everything to play for. So the likes of Weghurst, um, Cornet, Barnes seems to be uh, the other man getting a shout at the moment. I would consider bringing any of those in just purely on the fact that they have to score. So depending on how results are sitting, they could end up throwing the kitchen sink um, at Newcastle in the end. Again, it's another fixture where um, I would just be quite reluctant to have to pull a defender out. But I think given the way the list is in general, um, we are going to have to try and look for some uh, value in the defenders from these tight games. Moving on to a game that definitely will not be tight, and that's Chelsea uh, against Watford. Watford have... uh, just gone down like a lead balloon really since uh, Roy Hodgson came back. Chelsea haven't looked brilliant over the last sort of six, seven weeks, but I think they'll have far more than enough to um, get past Watford. It could be, well, I think this could be the cricket score match on Sunday. You know, this could be a five or six nil, five or six one. Chelsea defenders would 100% be in uh, a shout if they were available in your league. Um, I don't think it'll be too hard to predict the lineup. I'm pretty sure Alonso and James will flank. Thiago Silva will play in the middle. Um, I would imagine uh, Rudiger gets a sort of a farewell match, and then that uh, right-sided centre-back spot would probably go to Chalobah. Christensen seems to have um, seen his last minutes in the Chelsea shirt, but we've seen lots of rotation in these positions this season, so I wouldn't be fully confident, but the main guys um, will be pretty nailed on. Next is Crystal Palace against Man United. I think Crystal Palace could could definitely get a result against United here. I mean, their um, performance against Everton in midweek was very much that of a team uh, on the beach. I didn't think they were massive value to be 2-0 up in the first place. But once there, um, they really didn't do a lot to, uh, to hold on to that very well. And in the end, uh, Everton were deserving winners on the night. But they've got plenty of players here who can really hurt a defence like United's. You know, none of that um, United backline is going to particularly want Zaha, Eze, and whichever striker they, they choose to play running at them. Um, so I think, re- you know, Crystal Palace could really have some joy there. Um, so I wouldn't be afraid to start one of their attackers. Um, for Man United, I can very much see them losing this game, to be quite honest. And uh, I'm not sure many of the fans would particularly care Um, But they certainly would care if they ended up in the Europa Conference League next season. Um, But uh, yeah, hard one to call that. And I'll be interested to see the the lineups to make a a full prediction uh, before the game. So the second uh, on the beach derby is Leicester against Southampton. Southampton have sort of quietly been putting up uh, the worst form in the Premier League over recent weeks. I, I think they're winless in, in at least five similar form to the likes of Norwich and Watford. Meanwhile, Le- Leicester have managed to turn around results and as I said they've managed to get themselves up into ninth pretty quietly considering how poor they were um, at the beginning of the season. They've just been picking up enough wins as it goes along. Obviously, Jamie Vardy's back. I've been delighted with uh, his turnaround since coming back because I've been holding on to him for so long and um, you never know with a guy like Vardy when that next injury is going to be that really um, puts an end to the goals but so far so good Um, banging them in taking his chances getting lots of chances I think that's helped with um, the performances of Madison and Harvey Barnes Though I'm pretty sure there's a reciprocal element to that and, and they all seem to play better and it just lifts the whole squad when uh, when Vardy's on the pitch. And longer term, whilst I'm, I'm pretty um, 
I'd be pretty happy with uh, Dakar and Iheanacho as backup strikers. The team just isn't quite the same and uh, Leicester are going to have to find a way to get over that moving into the next couple of years as we see Vardy less and less. So on that note, I think the Leicester defenders could be your uh, backdoor key to a decent clean sheet result this week. The only trouble is they obviously had that big double game week last week, so lots of the Leicester defenders would have been hoovered up. Timothy Castagna, Wesley Fafana and Johnny Evans are probably your safest picks. Um, and then you'd have to punt on some of the other guys who've been a bit in and out recently. I don't really see any joy for Southampton, and I think if the Premier League season was four or five games longer, they could very much have seen themselves sucked into the relegation battle, so I wouldn't be interested in any of their guys. Then we move into the title-deciding games, Liverpool against Wolves, City against Villa. I don't see anything for Wolves in that game at Anfield, and again, I doubt you're going to be able to get your hands on many of those Liverpool assets that you might want. Um, They'll definitely be mopped up in people's teams, probably have been for about 37 weeks so far. Um, yeah, I would I would steer away from Wolves. Likewise, Manchester City. I see Villa having slightly more of their game than, than Wolves do at, at Anfield. But you're hardly going to be backing uh, the likes of Mings or, or Concer or Cash away at the Etihad. I mentioned before that Chelsea against Watford could be the cricket score of Sunday. Both of these matches could very much uh, be a cricket score as well. I think if Manchester City get an early goal then um, I think the free-flowing football could could really come in and they could really hurt Villa. I think if Villa can keep the game nil-nil um, as long as they can, then uh, then the chances might come. But we've seen City enough over the last 10 years and uh, how often do they go 1-0 up within 10, 20 minutes and then just run away with the game? Um, I don't really see that not happening here. I expect both to win comfortably with uh, Manchester City ultimately taking the crown again. And then finally, um, last but by no means least, is um, Norwich against Spurs. I don't really want to say, <laughs> I don't really want to say too much on this game. Personally, I did manage to stack up on a couple of Spurs defenders last week. Um, got Davidson Sanchez in and Emerson Royal. Um, I also have Pookie in my team, just for some uh, balance here. On paper, this should be a pretty comfortable regulation win for Spurs, who have been in excellent form over the past few months. But speaking from experience, it is Spurs. It is a way. They have got something to play for. It's not completely done and dusted. A draw would be enough, but that's a, a horrible mindset, I think, to go in with, knowing that you could get away with a draw. Again, I think similar to the City game, if Spurs are able to get an early goal, I think that will just calm the whole team down. The longer that, that game goes nil-nil, then uh, the more the more the nerves will start to creep in and the more of the uh, the old soul of, of Tottenham will start to come and fester and make itself known amongst those guys who would otherwise be completely normal blokes but as soon as they put on a Spurs shirt with the pressure on everything can collapse but I mean in theory if you are looking for defenders they could be a pretty good mine for you though again I imagine quite a few will have picked their um, Spurs defenders up last week if you look at the bookies odds though um it's pretty much all the big teams who odds who are odds on to to keep a clean sheet: Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, and City. So out of those guys, um, it's probably the uh, the North London clubs 
you're going to be looking at and uh, you probably are going to be looking more towards Spurs than at Arsenal. To give you uh, a brief update in my main draft leagues, in my main league, which is a uh, standard scoring, not head-to-head, um, 10-man league has been pretty fiercely competitive, uh, particularly over the last couple of months. Been four of us potentially who could have uh, run away with it depending on results. Pleased to say as it stands, I am in first position. I've got a 54-point buffer for Sunday. So would take an equally Spurs-level disaster to uh, to miss out on the title there. But some good players in the teams below me who could hurt me um, if a few of them go off and have a big day. In my other two leagues, um, both head-to-head, uh, in one league, my uh, best chance is to finish second. I would need to win and the team in second place would have to uh, slip up. We're not playing each other, so I have to count on the result going my way. Um, but uh, otherwise, I will be finishing third. And in the final league, um, which is actually a league um, run by the Fancy Football Scout guys. It is very tight. Again, a head-to-head league. First place is done and dusted. That has been for a few weeks. Um, but second, third and fourth place are all on level points. Um, I am playing against one of those guys on level points. Um, and uh, the other matchup I need to go my way as well. My uh, my goal difference or points difference isn't great in this league, so I would need to uh, to win and count on the other guy losing as well, but would be good to finish um, in the top two for that league. So that is it for this episode. Best of luck for the final round of waivers. If you're happy with your 11, I would still encourage you to uh, to tidy up your substitute bench and just make any changes you want. Because even if you're not necessarily going to start somebody, um, you don't want your rival to be able to pick them up instead. As always, um, I will be around to answer any messages about how you want to line up and any moves you want to make before the final week. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to everyone throughout the season and uh, discussing things with you. And it's not just been a one-way street. I've, I've received lots of help and advice and uh, picked up lots of things I might not have seen otherwise from you guys. So uh, thank you as well. This isn't going to be the last pod of the season. I'll definitely be doing one, um, if not more, kind of season review pods to see what we've uh, see what we can learn and, and take forward into next season. Obviously, as I've mentioned in quite a lot of the recent pods, there's a lot of work going on in the background at the moment for the website. Um, and we want to get everything spick and span and uh, ready for a big year for FPL Draft Hub next season. So best of luck ahead of the final waiver window of the 21-22 season. Um, and as always, stay shook.